Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 147 of the Mo Money Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Jessica Morehouse, and this is a very special episode, um, and I'm going to explain why it's special right now. So if you've been following me on YouTube, or I've even mentioned it a couple times in the podcast, um, I in October of 2017, so a few months back, I participated in this thing called the Money 2020 Payments Race. It was a week-long race from Toronto to Las Vegas. Uh, I was racing against um, a group of other individuals that were all from the UK. I was the only Canadian. And basically, we all get a, you know, got a budget. Um, we all got um, data daily challenges. And we also were only allowed to use a certain payment method to, you know, travel, feed ourselves, get shelter and and accomplish our challenges. So there was, it was kind of like the amazing race for money nerds. And it was really hard, actually. It was really freaking hard. Um, I vlogged my whole journey, as did the other racers, so feel free to go to my YouTube channel, jessicamorehouse.com slash YouTube, to uh, watch those videos and see what exactly happened. But anyways, uh, during the race, um, I, you know, as I mentioned, we all had budgets, but I really didn't want to run out of money because I knew I needed to save some money for some flights and some hotels. So, if there was an opportunity for me to get it like a free stay somewhere, I was going to take it. And, um, you know, when I was going from Toronto to Cincinnati to Denver, I needed to find a place to stay in Denver for the night. And, uh, luckily there was a lovely woman, Heidi, uh, who works for this agency called the Fletcher group. And she uh, was following the race and reached out to the organization putting on the race and said, Hey, if anyone's going to Denver, I'd be happy to, uh, you know, I have a spare room if anyone wants to stay there for the night. And I raised my hand. I'm like, hell to the yes, I will take your free room. Uh, even though she was a complete stranger at the time. And I'm like, I don't know exactly even where she lives, but uh, I'm going to get there. I want a free room. Um, and so I did. I stayed in her fabulous, gorgeous house for the night. It was, I slept like a baby. She took, my, she took me out for lunch the next day, which was so kind of her. And we started talking about, you know, what she did for work. And uh, one of the companies that she works with is called CPPO, which stands for the Canadian Prepaid Providers Organization. And uh, she was talking to me about, um, you know, the difference between open loop and closed loop prepaid cards, which I'd, I'd never heard of before. I'm like, I feel like I've, you know, I know it all. Well, not I'm not a know it all, but I feel like I've I've kind of heard most of the the terminology in the the finance sphere. But I'm like never heard of those, and I felt like what? I, I can't believe I, I didn't know about this. And so this whole world of prepaid cards is something that I've never really explored on the show. And um, I thought this would be a great opportunity to talk to someone about that, like what what's going on there. And uh, also, uh, what a nice way for me to say, thank you so much for letting me stay in your house, Heidi. Uh, You had a stranger staying in your house. You were so kind and for taking me out for lunch. Um, And uh, I, I, you know, thought this would be a really great, uh, just a way to say thanks. But also, let's learn more about what's going on with prepaid cards. And luckily, I am talking to the chair of CPPO, David Eason, and he really knows it all uh, when it comes to um, the prepaid world. So I ask him, I bombard him really with a a ton of questions in this episode. So I know uh, you're going to really, really enjoy it. So uh, without further ado, here is that interview with David. Thank you, David, for joining me on the Mo Money podcast. I'm excited to chat with you today. Thank you, Jessica. Looking forward to talking to you as well. 
Awesome. So I love how this all kind of came about because it was really Heidi who is the uh, reason that you're on the show. And I'm so glad I uh, was able to meet her and connect with her when I was doing the uh, Money 2020 payments race. I owe her a lot. <laughs> so when she's like, hey, would you like to have someone from CPPO on the podcast to talk about I, something that I really don't know that much about, which is, you know, open loop and closed loop and uh, prepaid cards. I'm like, actually, yeah, that sounds really interesting. <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> so, um, well, I'm your da- guy then. Yeah. So, David, do you want to explain, actually, before we kind of get in here, what is uh, CPPO? CPPO, it's hard to say that really fast, which is the Canadian Prepaid be, Providers yeah. Organization. Do you want to explain a little bit about? Um, what the organization is about and what your role is. Sure. So uh, the CPPO, it's a not-for-profit organization uh, that is acting as the collective voice for open-loop prepaid payments Mm -hmm. uh, within Canada. So I know one of the questions was, well, what is open-loop? So I might as well describe that Let's go in there. Because I didn't even, I've never, (laughs) before I met Heidi, I had no, she's like, oh, open, uh, you know, she was uh, explaining what her uh, role was and what the company did. And I'm like, I have never heard of that in my life. Well, it's, it's more of an industry term, but it gets confusing because when, when, when I first started out in the industry 10 years ago, and it was a brand new kind of payment segment, people didn't know what to call it. So they called it prepaid credit cards Yeah, because they looked like credit cards mm-hmm. and they were prepaid, but prepaid and credit is an oxymoron. Right. Right. So yeah. <laughs> we quickly as an industry had to move away from calling it prepaid credit cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we called it prepaid cards. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, well, are prepaid cards, it's like a prepaid Visa card, the same thing as a Home Depot card? Exactly. And they're absolutely not. Mm-hmm. So they both have a prepaid component to it, but they're, they're, the infrastructure and everything behind it is radically different. So Open Loop refers to um, uh, cards that are on the Visa or MasterCard or American Express Networks um, internationally. It could be on Discover, mm-hmm. uh, JSE, and um, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. those are the predominant um, networks right now. And in essence, it, it means that um, anywhere that accepts those, um, those networks, you can make a transaction at. Mm-hmm. Unless, for whatever reason, there's, there's um, uh, some documentation and T's and C's of certain places where you cannot use it. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's, it's accepted everywhere Visa and MasterCard is accepted. So that's the term open loop. Mm-hmm. And then closed loop is what we use for store cards, Starbucks oh. cards, Tim Hortons cards, Home Depot, the keg, wh- whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Now, why okay. do you want to kind of explain a little bit more? So why are those like, say, a Visa gift card is called open loop and Home Depot, you know, a gift card is closed loop? What, like, what is the loop? <laughs> the, the loop is, it's a good question. The loop is um, the loop in which you're able to pay and mm. use it at. So the Home Depot card is only available to be used at Home Depot. Mm. So it's closed within the Home Depot ecosystem, right? right? So the stores, their online stores, what have you, where a Visa MasterCard is open at pretty much any merchant mm-hmm. that is signed up to accept those cards, mm-hmm. right? which is millions and millions of, of merchants. So it's, right. it's open. It is more open. So that's kind of yeah. the, the differentiation. Yeah, that's the differentiation. Anyway, so yeah. so our our organization only represents the open loop side, so the Visa, right. MasterCard, and American Express. Um, 
And we, we did attack the, as act as the industry voice, um, where we can help provide, um, valuable financial information to help out consumers, business, governments, uh, understand more about, uh, the prepaid category and yeah. how to effectively use it. Yeah, because I, I, I'm so glad that, yeah, I d- discovered uh, about CPPO because I, re- this isn't something that a lot of people talk about. We talk a lot about credit and debit, but not too many people talk about like the prepaid category. Why do you think that is? Uh, well, so number one, it's, it's much, much newer. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the United States, it's, it's been around for almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, not quite. Uh, Canada, it didn't really start out until about 10 years ago. Even 10 years ago, it was quite small. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's a niche type category still. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, and I think one of the important things to, to understand is just the differentiation between Canada and the United States for the use of open loop prepaid cards. Mm -hmm. Um, the United States has, um, over 60 million people who mm-hmm. are considered um, underbanked or unbanked. Wow. Underbanked is they don't really rely upon banks in a typical way, mm-hmm. and unbanked is they don't have a bank account whatsoever. Wow. So that's, How that's much did you say? 60 the million? Population. 60 million. Wow. Is, is the number that's been, yeah. Wow. Where in Canada, we have legislation that actually says if you have valid government issued ID, yeah. Um, the banks must open an account for you. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not the case in the United States. Banks oh, can really? say, I'm sorry, we don't want your business. Really? Right. And it absolutely. Hmm. So that's, that's one of the biggest differentiators. And, and as such, typically when you, when you look at market sizing between Canada and the United States, just for ease of numbers, we divide by 10. We're yeah. 10% the size of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, but in prepaid cards, because they have such a much, much larger underbanked and unbanked population, the prepaid category is significantly larger. Right. Because m- more people have been shut out of traditional banking, and this is an alternate uh, banking tool that people can use that provides them all the benefits that they would get typically with uh, a bank account. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing! I I didn't realize it was um that uh popular in the states, or that there were so many people in the United States that were unbanked. Yeah, so so Canada it's a much smaller population, and that and that's one of the biggest categories for the use of prepaid cards. But mm-hmm. there's the interesting thing about prepaid cards is is they can be used in so many different categories. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't require credit. So it's, 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 yeah. it can be a cash replacement. It can be a check replacement mm-hmm. uh, tool so that you can get funds to people uh, faster, quicker, safer. Um, yeah. And it can be used as a spending tool. Yeah. Because honestly, when I think of uh, a typical like a Visa or a MasterCard gift card, I the kind of ways that I've used it in the past is for like a wedding present when I'm like, I don't know what to get them. I don't want to get anything on the registry. I'm going to give them a Visa gift card because it's uh, a little nicer looking than giving them just straight up cash. Um, And also, I guess you do have um, kind of the flexibility and like with cash, you kind of, you know, well, if you want to buy something online, then you have to put it in your bank account and then use another form of payment. So with a gift card, they can just use that online and stuff like that. So that's that's usually how I think about it is like gift giving. But I guess a lot of other people use it in very different ways. Yeah, there's so gift giving is probably the well, it is the second largest category. 
Um, there's approximately about a billion dollars mm-hmm. um, being used on open loop prepaid cards for that purpose for gift cards. Yeah. Right. So obviously it's it's a fairly big category. There's a lot of people like you who are like, I don't know what to get them. I'll give them a I'll give them a gift card. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing about that though is when you give cash. Right. Well, well, what do people do with cash? Well, they put it in their wallet. Well, how yeah. do you differentiate that cash from the other cash that's in your wallet? And what's that cash being used for? Well, it could be used for groceries. But you, you lose out kind of on that gift component mm. where when you give a prepaid Visa card, you know, people might remember, oh, oh Jessica gave me that card mm-hmm. and I'm going to buy myself something special with that. Mm-hmm. Right, and and that's what you lose with with the cash, and th- and that's why I think it's as popular as it is, is mm-hmm. for that exact reason. That's very true. Because whenever <laughs> around like Christmas or my birthday, my God bless my parents, they still give me cash, <laughs> and you know when yeah. I do that, I usually just put it in the bank. <laughs> yeah, and then it's gone, and you don't and buy yourself like, anything yeah. with it. Yeah. <laughs> Cash is cash is very easy to spend, particularly when it's in a bank account and you've got lots of bills to pay. So, mm-hmm. and uh, prepaid cards, you, you don't necessarily want to pay bills. Mm-hmm. So, what are some buy other your, ways? Buy something that... Yeah. So, so what are some other ways uh, that people use? prepaid cards. Like I'll give you an example. The other, I mean, this may, may have been several months ago, but I was in a shopper's drug mart just waiting in line. And this one person was talking to the cashier about uh, trying to get <clears throat> a Visa gift card. And they said, oh no, it's really urgent because I have to pay my phone bill. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never, I, I would have never even thought that, yeah, that is one way that you could, you know, pay a phone bill if maybe you don't have a credit card, but you need to pay it by credit card or something like that. Yeah, I mean, typically, if if you didn't have a credit card in the past, you weren't able to do any transactions via phone or online, mm-hmm. right? So, you think of all the all the people um, uh, in the country who, whether they be new immigrants or or teenagers, um, teenagers moving into their early twenties, people with bad credit uh, that couldn't get credit cards in the past. They've been shut out of a uh, an extremely uh, aggressively growing category of, of how to conduct payments. Because mm-hmm. um, with cash, you can't do that. So yes, you can pay bills using your mm-hmm. cards, uh, either online or uh, or over the phone. Um, it, if you've got substantial uh, amounts on the card, you can make reservations. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be at restaurants or golf courses or hotels. Uh, and such. Um, so, so it, it it opens up a category or a way of spending, and as we know with uh, with online spending, mm-hmm. uh, that's just run so so quickly. But people been shut out in the past because they they didn't have access to an open loop card mm-hmm. or credit card or debit card. Mm-hmm. Right. So so that mm-hmm. definitely helps facilitate transactions. Yeah. But the but the other way is so there's there's. Um, uh, cards, and this is the biggest category of spending, uh, called reloadable yeah. um, open cards. And these cards, um, you can load money on um, on a regular basis and use it almost as if you would be using a credit card um, for a bunch of your transactions without ever having to worry about getting into debt and mm-hmm. the interest charges that, that come with that. And so we've seen this category very, very popular with millennials. And I think, you know, the 2008 financial, 2008, 2009 financial crisis is, you know, nine or 10 mm-hmm. years old now. But um, there's many kids who 
grew up during that time and, and saw the financial stress that their parents incurred, mm-hmm. um, particularly if they had a fair amount of debt. And what we've seen with millennials is they're, they're, um, they're gravitating more towards this type of card um, where they can't get in the financial distress. Mm-hmm. There, there is no way. If you, if you don't have the funds, you can't buy. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, it's that simple. Mm-hmm. Right? So it really helps from a budgeting perspective. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm sure you know, and I know a bunch of people when we were young who just, they had a little too much fun spending on their credit cards yep. and got <laughs> themselves into a pretty big hole. Yeah. And it's tough to get out of that, particularly at a young age. Yeah. Right. So, so this is a fantastic vehicle for that where people don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Oh, I guess also too, um, this would be a good mechanism for teaching younger kids or like preteens and teens how to, you, you know, not how to budget or how to, um, instead of just giving them cash and being like, this is your allowance or whatever, giving them a, a card, be like, this is the limit on it. You can call the number and find out what your balance is and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a fantastic tool for, for financial literacy and, and um, educating children in terms of how to budget. And here's, here's a card that gives you the versatility to spend, um, mm-hmm. but also prevents you from getting into spending trouble. Mm-hmm. Right. And, but it's interesting that the, the youth market um, is a very tricky one mm. um, to, to kind of crack because number one, it's um, really it's between the ages of, of 12 and 19 who would mm-hmm. use a prepaid card. Mm-hmm. And, but they're in two very distinct buying segments, mm. right? The 12 to 15 year olds, um, they want the parental controls on there. Mm-hmm. So that the parents can see how they're spending and totally. the parents can put money on. But when you turn 16 or 17, that's usually the last thing you want. Yeah. Right. Um, so within that category, you can't just necessarily have a youth card because what works for one half of the category is the polar opposite for the other half. They want more privacy and they don't want their parents to be getting all of their statements and seeing how they're spending money. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it is sometimes a difficult one to crack. And, and that's why uh, you haven't seen many cards that are custom tailored for each one of those segments within youth. It's typically mm-hmm. just the same type of card for both categories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you brought up that uh, you can check your statement. Actually, that's something I didn't know either. So if I had a, a prepaid, you know, Visa gift card, how would I be able to, I would be able to find the, like, get a statement of what I purchased with that card? Yeah, so um, you can log on and um, look at your last transactions, much like you would with your existing credit or debit card. Mm. Or you can go on and look at your statement online. Uh, to see all the transactions and balance that you have. Uh, you could phone in and call and find out what your balance is. Um, there are programs out there that will send you an SMS message to let you know what your balance on the card is, um, just in case you're running a little bit low on funds and you need to understand, okay, can can I afford to buy this? Because mm-hmm. it's not always easy to remember exactly how much you have on the card. Um, you know, the industry is really moving away from paper statements. Um, yeah. They are fairly costly to administer. Most programs will offer you a paper statement option, but usually it's on a fee base. Right. So I think it's $2 uh, to receive that. But, uh, you know, most millennials don't don't deal with paper no. anyway. So. <laughs> That's true. So the just, less paper, the better, because that just means I have to shred yeah, it later. I'll just use their phones. Exactly. exactly. Everything's exactly. an email now. Um, one question I had was, 
because these prepaid um, cards are connected to like a Visa or Amex or MasterCard, do they have any significance to say your credit rating or your credit score or not at all? Not at all. Not mm. at all. It's not registered as a credit product. Right. Um, and therefore has no attachment to, to your credit bureau. And um, that in some ways is a good thing, but in some ways it's a bad thing as well. Mm. Um, uh you can't you can't build up a credit you history. Credit. Mm-hmm. You can't build your credit using using a prepaid card because it's not a credit vehicle. Right. Right. Um, now you know there are some some innovative programs that I've seen internationally where um, they are putting records in terms of um, how people are spending mm-hmm. that um, that they're using as kind of reports to try to qualify for credit the very first time saying I've been using this type of product and here's my spending and this is how much I reload as a data input to, to help facilitate uh, receiving credit mm-hmm. um, but that but that's not the norm so Mm-hmm. Quick answer, no. Yeah. Okay. So this is kind of so what I'm kind of gathering is like this is a kind of a product for if you um, need a way to kind of budget uh, and not overspend and not get into debt. But so it's kind of like trading wheels a little bit. And so if you are, you do need to build up that credit. Um, this is kind of like what you do beforehand to kind of maybe create some of those good spending habits. So when you can, you know, get a, a credit card, um, you you know kind of how to to use it. Even though it does, yeah, no, it kind of works the same way a little bit than a credit card. But uh, yeah, so I, yeah, I, I feel like that's, you know. It credit card, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the other category, which is kind of, I mean, there's a bunch of other categories. The other mm-hmm. category that's kind of interest for general purpose uh, use is uh, people who've had identity theft. Mm-hmm. And they, um, particularly when they when they travel abroad uh, to different countries, uh, they're very nervous using uh, a debit card, right, mm-hmm. um, or a credit card, where if there is uh, any theft on it, it has much greater implications uh, right. to them. So they like using they like using a travel card if for whatever reason it got compromised. Nothing nothing can be done with it. It doesn't affect your credit. It doesn't affect your bank account. And typically, the, the amount of dollars is significantly less than on the other products. Yeah. So we do see an interesting category who just feel safer using prepaid cards mm-hmm. when they travel, also for budgeting purposes as well. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, some other categories uh, are corporate incentives and rebates. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's times where uh, if you... Um, uh, our particular client, and there's a promotion on, um, companies might send you out a branded prepaid card mm-hmm. um, uh, reward your loyalty. Or if you made a referral to, to somebody to um, you know, join Rogers or TELUS or, or mm-hmm. Bell or whatever, uh, you'll see programs out there where, you're, where you will receive a, a prepaid card that actually has their, um, uh, their brand on it. Yeah, um, yeah. We've we've also seen uh, a bit of government use for it, um, particularly when it comes to uh, natural disasters. Mm-hmm. So obviously, this isn't a category that we want to grow because no. we don't want natural disasters. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, for example, with uh, with Fort McMurray and mm-hmm. um, and the fires that were up there, that was absolutely tragic. Uh, if the insurance money is trying to send money to your house, yeah. But you don't have a house anymore. Yeah. Um, 
it's difficult to receive your funds. So what we found is a lot of the governments, uh, the Canadian Red Cross and, and other organizations would use prepaid cards as a means to give people access to funds mm-hmm. um, that uh, they don't have to rely upon receiving a check and, and depositing from the bank or, mm-hmm. or anything like that. So it's a way to receive funds uh, much, much quicker and um, you know, at a very... Uh, low cost for those organizations. Mm-hmm. I actually had it for my uh, the last job I was at. I think it was a, one of the the holidays. Uh, you know, they usually give Christmas bonuses or holiday bonuses, uh, and and or a special kind of you know gift for everybody. And they gave everybody a Visa gift card, and it was it was quite nice. And I think they did actually specifically brand it for like that company because it was a, a pretty big company, and so they gave one to everybody in the company. And it was actually kind of nice because again, if they had just given me some extra money and you know put it onto my paycheck, probably just would have put that in the bank. Or <laughs> so it kind of like oh exactly. no, this is actually fun money. Let's like do something fun with it. <laughs> yeah, and, and companies companies really like that because then you are associating the positive buying experience or consumer experience, and hopefully you have one mm-hmm. uh, with them directly. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. if it was given to you as a, as a bonus, and you get to buy yourself something, there's a greater appreciation for yeah. that bonus and mm-hmm. recognition of the source of funds. Mm-hmm. Right. If it's just being wire transferred into your account or deposit directly deposited with your paycheck, um, you don't even notice it. I, re- I remember getting my first initial bonuses um, as as direct pay into my account, and uh, I didn't even notice that it went in and I spent it before yeah. Yeah. <laughs> before I was even aware that I had it. Looking forward to my bonus still coming, only to realize no, no, yeah. it's gone. It's gone. Um, and, <laughs> And that's what uh, prepaid cards can help. It's, it's something physical that you can see and, and something that you can treat yourself to. Definitely. One question I actually had, because you, you were talking a little bit about uh, when people are traveling and they're kind of worried about they're getting their credit card or debit card stolen. What happens if you have a prepaid card and you lose it or it's stolen? Is it is it just gone? You're just out of luck? Well, there's, there's two things. Um, there are uh, cards that you will register and mm-hmm. cards that you won't register. Mm-hmm. If you're getting a purchasing a gift card, mm-hmm. um, you don't necessarily need to register that card with your name and address and such. You're just going to use it and spend it. Yeah. If if it's if it's lost or stolen, it's gone, just mm-hmm. like cash, right? Because there's no way to tie those funds yeah. back to you as a person. When you get a reloadable card, um, you need to register for that card, and, and you need to do it for to comply with banking regulations for. Um, know your client and anti-money laundering. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to do that anyways. But the nice thing though is that if you do lose the card, much like with a credit card, um, you can call and those funds will be secured. Oh, that's nice. Cool. Good to know. So it's a little bit better than cash because well, there there may be the chance that you can register it and then you're not out of luck. <laughs> yeah. So so most cards. Um, most cards, if you're, you know, putting over a couple hundred dollars on mm-hmm. it, uh, they will be, you know, a type of reloadable card where registration is required. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I guess, and one other uh, question, because I, I actually, to test it out, I got myself a gift card to, uh, or a MasterCard just to, you know, try it out because it's been a little while since I tried them out. The one thing that I actually 
was, it took me a little while to like understand was say, you know, for me, honestly, I do a lot of my shopping online. So that's why I'm like, oh, this is, you know, better. That's why I never use cash just because it's, I just never works out for me. So, um, you know, using this, you know, uh, MasterCard prepaid card. I'm like, okay, this will be easy to do some shopping online. Um, the one thing I think I stumbled upon and it just like was a little like, because we sometimes call them visa gift cards when you're on a, on a Mm -hmm. site, there will be a bit like, do you have a gift card? And so I'd like type in the number. They're like, sorry, that doesn't exist. And I'm like, so it's not really, so it's the terminology that we're using. Like it's a prepaid gift card, not totally accurate because it's not really a gift card. Those are tend to be the closed loop cards and open loop kind of has to be used as if it's a credit card. And that's, so when it asks, what's your credit card, that's where you put the information. Exactly. Well, look at, look at you with your, uh, with your knowledge of the, the terms now. You just, well, I know, right. Your, uh, I, I feel so much more knowledible. Experts. Open loop, closed loop. I know what both those mean now. <laughs> yeah. So there is, that, that is, I mean, that is a complication. If it just says prepaid, some, some people aren't aware of the difference um, uh-huh. or the, the different terminology. So, so there could be that. Typically, if you are on a retailer's site, um, it will ask you uh, for your Visa or MasterCard or, or mm-hmm. Amex card number, mm-hmm. uh, which you can use for your prepaid card. If it's just asking for a, a gift card, mm-hmm. um, then that typically will uh, relate directly to that vendor or merchant. I, and another thing that so. sometimes these websites say is like, do you have a Visa debit card? What is that? <laughs> Uh, well, in Canada, that's trickier than than, yeah. than elsewhere. Uh, not particularly for for bad reasons, though. Um, so Canada, um, you know, forty years ago or so, uh, was quite innovative in the creation of Interac. Not mm-hmm. quite forty years, um, and uh, this now operated as a made in Canada debit solution or mm-hmm. bank card solution for ATM cards and such. Um, most other jurisdictions around the world that never created anything like that. So um, Visa and MasterCard then provided the, the technology um, to the banks where people could w- withdraw from their bank accounts mm-hmm. using Visa and MasterCard for spending purposes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in, in the States, debit is um, relates to something a little bit different than in Canada. Debit typically relates to a Visa, MasterCard, or, or Amex card that's tied to your bank account. I see. Now, in Canada, we use Interac. Mm-hmm. Um, now, several years ago, um, uh, as uh, online spending became more predominant, um, you couldn't use your Interac card online mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or in other geographies, and so Visa and Mastercard made made a case uh, to be able to provide those types of services. Mm-hmm. So now, when you look at your your bank card, um, uh, which is a debit card, you'll see both the Interac and the network logo, whatever mm-hmm. that network may be. And so now it's it's got you covered when you co- uh, travel internationally and for making online purchases. But you know. Um, from what I understand, Interact can do online purchases as well. Yeah. I just don't know if it says as many merchants yeah. uh, uh, as of yet. But so that's that's kind of the, the confusing part. So um, most people will will look at their cards going, wait a second, it's, it's Interact and and a MasterCard. Yeah, and exactly. It's like which <laughs> too many options. <laughs> 
but it, but it's interesting because the technology behind the card knows which way to route it. Yeah. Right? So you're, if you are going to an international location, even the United States, you use your card and the card automatically knows, knows to, to use the MasterCard or Visa rails, mm-hmm. if you will, for that transaction. So it's, mm-hmm. it's automatic and, and quite seamless. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay, go on. That clears that up. I think I <laughs> think most people listening are like, okay, cool. I, I know way more about open loop, closed loop, Visa debit cards, credit cards, all that stuff though. So I really appreciate you <laughs> taking the time to come on the show and, and explain more about that before um, I let you go. Is there one thing that you want to make sure that listeners really understand and know um, that maybe a lot of people you know, get it wrong or there's a misconception out there? Well, I think we covered a lot of the misconceptions mm-hmm. in terms of the open loop, closed loop, what a debit card is versus a, a prepaid card, mm-hmm. um, how they're to be used. I, the, the one thing that I encourage, and, and this just isn't with, with prepaid, but it's with any financial product that, that you're going to use, mm-hmm. is read the product details mm. and, and be aware of how it's to be used, when it can be used, when it cannot be used. Understand the fee structures. Now, there's regulations that have been put in place to to help manage uh, the fees mm. and um, the, the providers of prepaid cards uh, must have that disclosed. Yes. And um, I think it is more card. apparent now. Like when I did purchase my... Um, MasterCard prepaid card. It was very apparent on the front. It's like FYI, this is the fee that the act or the fee you have to pay at checkout um, just for having the card and to activate it. And I think a lot of people don't even exactly. know that there's a fee attached, but there is. Of course, these companies have to make money. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there is a lot of technology and work that goes behind mm-hmm. um, these types of cards, and, and there does need to be um, fees associated with it, but. The, by understanding what that fee structure is, mm-hmm. um, you can use prepaid cards in a very, very cost-effective way, mm-hmm. right? Um, where it will cost you um, uh, less than potentially the the regular bank fees that you may incur on your on your debit card, depending on what your um, your mm-hmm. checking account uh, spending categories are, or on your credit cards. Mm-hmm. Um, so, prepaid can be a very, very cost-effective. Um, use he just but just know how to use it so Absolutely. i i'm i'm at fault i when i get my cards i uh peel it off and uh activate the card and i, I throw away things for um without having to read it so i'm i'm at fault for this as well yeah um and i'm guilty <laughs> but but i encourage everyone when you're using a financial product it doesn't matter if it's a prepaid card credit card debit card mortgage loan what have you mm-hmm read the details, understand what you're getting into, understand the fee structure. And if you do that, most products are designed that they can be cost effective. Absolutely. Okay. One last thing that just popped into my head right now, because I, sure. I I wasn't sure if it was written down on the package of the, the card that I got, but do I know for like um, the, I guess, closed loop card, sometimes there is an expiration date. Is, is there an expiration date if uh, you get an open loop card? Well, from what I understand, um, uh, a lot of the provinces, I think all of them, have pretty much banned expiration dates on um, uh, closed loop. Oh, cards. good. Oh, good. Right. So uh, they used to have expiry dates yeah. on them, and, and the government said no. Yeah. Um, the governments were then trying to apply that to to open loop cards. However, just just the way that the um, the credit cards 
were were created, they needed to have an expiration date, and then that applied to prepaid as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll see an expiration date much like you will yeah. um, on your on your credit card. However, at the expiration date, that doesn't necessarily mean that your funds are expiring. Okay, it means that that card is expiring. Mm-hmm. Right, so you can request another card to be sent out with you, with your balance on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, good to know. Okay? But j- that's just kind of the construct within the industry. Yes. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah, there's a expiration date no. for your credit card, so of course. Yeah. Yeah. So it works the exact same way. Now, I encourage people um, when you get a gift card, use it. Yes. Go and spend it. Have have some fun. That's what it's for. It's mm-hmm. it's your fun money. It's your play money. You know, if you are in a financial bind, maybe it can help you out with that as well. But but use the cards. Don't put it in a drawer. Don't forget about it. Yeah. Um, it's your money. It's yeah, your exactly. money. Use it. Exactly. Well, what I what I was doing too was like, okay, how do I want to use this? Is I, I make a list. I make a list of things that I've been meaning to get for myself for a while and then just uh, do some hunting online to find the best deal. And then I use the card. There we go. That's a fantastic <laughs> <idea>. writing list. <laughs> use the money. Exactly. Use the money. It's your money. Exactly. Well, David, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. Uh, super, super import- informative. And uh, I, I, I think everyone knows way more about prepaid cards than they did before. <laughs> My pleasure, Jessica. And if anyone does want to find out more information, mm-hmm. I encourage them to uh, go to the CPPO, just do a website search for it, and you'll find out a lot more about uh, how uh, how cards work. And we've got some interesting statistics of how people use cards as well. Absolutely. Great. Thank you so much. And that was episode 147 on the Mo Money podcast uh, with David Eason, chair of CPPO. Find out more information about them. They've got a lot of great studies and research and information on their website, cppo.ca. Um, again, CPPO stands for the Canadian Prepaid Providers Organization. Um, so if you want to learn more about that, go to cppo.ca. Um, and again, I'm going to put more information about the things that we talked about in this episode in the show notes, jessicamorehouse.com com at slash 147. Um, and yeah, you're, yeah, I hope you really enjoyed this episode because I, I certainly did. I learned a ton um, about a, a part of, uh, you know, the personal finance world that doesn't really get uh, talked about a lot. Like, I don't know why, but it's like, it's something that we should all be more aware of. Um, so I hope you really like this episode. I will be back next Wednesday with a fresh new episode. Thanks again for listening. And I will catch you on the flip side next week. This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.